welcome to the Nerd Party. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Throwback Paperback. I'm your favorite host, Charles Sheeland. And I'm your even more favorite host, Asia Bonilla, and we're back again today diving into the final book in the Savvy Trilogy, Switch. And we're covering the first half of Switch this week, which means that we get to announce our next series at the end of this episode. Yeah, for anyone who is new to our podcast, we're a podcast with the Nerd Party Network, and we are best friends and we read and reread YA books from our adolescence and share them with each other. And we generally try to alternate between series one of us has read and the other hasn't, though we're kind of at the point where that's kind of breaking down. And this was picked by me. I had read the first book in this trilogy, but I actually hadn't read the second and third because they weren't out yet. So I'm glad that we're revisiting them. But since Asia is completely new to the series, she gets to summarize our reading. So diving right in, we're following Gypsy Beaumont after her 13th birthday. And at first, Gypsy gets her savvy, which is to be able to see into the past and future of other people, but she can control it by wearing glasses. Then they find out that Grandma Pat, who is not from the savvy family line and hates the savvies, has to come live with them because she's suffering from dementia. So this news makes them all freak out and their savvies end up switching. So mom is a mess. Samson is now on fire. Tuck blows up into a super gigantic giant and gypsy can now stop and start time they then go to colorado to pick up grandma pat and grandma pat breaks out of the house so the kids are on a wild goose chase to catch her and that's where we are so far pretty much in the plot as far as my impression of the book I will still say I'm very much enjoying this series, but I am personally liking this book more than the last one, than Scumble, so far. And I don't know if it's because I like Gypsy more as a character than Ledger, or if I'm just happy to be following the Beaumont family again, because I think all of their savvies are better and more interesting, and there's just more of them on like in their immediate family. But either way, I'm definitely just more invested in the story so far with this book. How are you feeling about it, Charles? Yeah, I'm enjoying it too. I I don't feel like I like it any more or any less than the other ones because I think I've genuinely enjoyed them all equally. I will say my main impression pressure, wow, I can't speak today. My main impression is that Gypsy's initial power sucks. I really would hate being able to see the future. Like, and seeing it, seeing someone's past is also pretty invasive. I mean, I guess maybe if you were like a super sleuth, it would be really useful because you could like, obviously just get answers, but encrypt from criminals. But like, seeing into people's past is pretty invasive and seeing the future and having it not be changeable sounds horrible. So... That was the main thing I came out. I was like, I understand that Mama and Samson might want their original savvies back, but I'm like, Gypsy's original savvy is horrible. Yeah, I think it would just, her savvy, like, she really has, like, no control over it. Like, she can't pick whether she sees the past or future when she looks at people. And, like, even if she sees the future, like, 
it's set futures, it seems like. So, like, she can't actually change anything. So it's kind of really, like, just giving her all this knowledge that, like, she can't do anything with, which I feel like would make you feel even more powerless. Yeah, I think we can talk about that more in a second. But, like, let's just officially dive in. So, like we said, we start with it, with Gypsy's power being seeing the future. And I think, or the past. And I think that maybe, like, if she learned to scumble it, she could, like, pinpoint what she's trying to see. Like, she could see future or past. But to me, again, because I'm trying to think of a comparable example. Like, fortune tellers, they will normally, in literature, give you, like, a fortune, and it's vague. And almost always, the person who hears the fortune misinterprets it. They think it's going to be this, and the fortune plays out in a different way. Like, I think we all are familiar with that literary trope. But so far... Because her visions are just momentary moments, they've all, and they're, they're visions. They're not just words. They're not just like a, you get to generate the image in your head. They're actual images. They've all happened exactly like that. And so, for example, Gypsy is, she's trying to prevent a vision where her mom's friend, her friend's mom slips on soap. And so Gypsy tries to confiscate all the soap. But then the mom gets her hands on the exact same soap and the slippage happens exactly like it. It wasn't even like there was any ambiguity as how to, as to how she slipped. So she yeah, has like any no, change. Yeah, exactly. There's no way to change it. And so for me, that's a dumb power. I mean, it because, <laughs> but it's a dumb power and that like, it'll be one thing if. Because it's not really a power. It's like you're gaining all this knowledge. Like say you don't. You can't do anything with it. You can't change anything that's going to happen. And it would only be a power if you could change things. Yeah. But because you can't change it, it's like that's, that kind of stinks as a power. Yeah, which, so yeah, we do find out that Gypsy Savvy basically is that she's psychic. I mean, she can also see the past, which I'm pretty sure I predicted this earlier, like in one of the previous episodes that we did, I think like based off of her name or something, or something she said in maybe the first book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like I you did. said something like that. I don't know if you said psychic particularly, but, like, I do think that you definitely said her savvy would be something with, like, mind stuff. Because she's, like, a fairy. Yeah. And I just want to say, this is what we talked about at the end of last episode, how at the end of Scumble, at the wedding, she didn't really seem to have any savvy powers. And everyone was like, hmm, wonder what happened there. And I was like, well, obviously, the next book is going to be about her and her savvy powers, and she's obviously going to have a savvy power that they underestimated because that literally happened to Ledge too. Like we've not seen a single kid from a savvy family be born and not get a savvy power. Like that has not happened to a single child. So Mm -mm. it was like, of course she's going to get one. You just didn't know what it was yet. Yep. So, okay. I feel like I've been harping on this. So I'm going to try to move off of it, but it does really suck that she can't affect the future. And, So, for example, an important vision she sees is she sees a vision of herself falling out of a clock tower to see her own death. And I immediately wrote down in this moment, I was like, I don't think that that is her own death. I'm pretty sure it's Grandma Pat's death because we get introduced to the idea of Grandma Pat earlier. And I was just like, I don't think that because she looks at herself in the mirror and she's like, oh, I'm going to see my own future. She thinks it's going to be her. But I was like, I'm 100% sure that's Grandma Pat. 
And did you get that, Asia? Well, so I definitely didn't guess that, which I think that is interesting because she had said, like, before how... So she gets the visions when she doesn't have her glasses on because basically she's, like, lost some of her vision, so now she has a blurry vision. So when she has her glasses on and she can see clearly, like, 2020, she can't see the visions. So since she's gotten her savvy, she's avoided looking at herself in the mirror without her glasses on because she doesn't want to see her own future. And so she ends up doing it. I don't really remember what her reasoning was, but all of a sudden she's like, well, I'm going to do it. So she takes off it's her glasses. because she said she needs to be a brave adult. She's oh, like, yeah. She needs to be a brave adult. Myself, stop being a baby. Be stop being a child. Whatever. So she looks at herself in the mirror without her glasses on, and she sees this vision of what ends up being Grandma Pat. But she thinks it's herself standing on this clock tower and then falling, and these two arms reaching out with a red coat, which... It was a vision of her because we learn later that the arms reaching for her are Gypsy reaching for Grandma Pat, but Grandma Pat still falls. But I did not make those connections alone. I was just like, oh, wow, she saw her death. But like, I don't know. I wasn't like that bothered by it because clearly, I mean, if she made it to be a grandma, like she lived a long, full life. I mean, she might have been insane by the end, but like, (laughs) I wasn't like, like she died like tomorrow or she died when she was like 20, like. So, no, I didn't think about it that much. Also because, I mean, as I'll say later to me, I just didn't expect her to not recognize her own grandmother in the vision. But we could talk more about that later, I guess. Yeah. Well, I was right because I was like, that's definitely not her. I was like, that's definitely her grandmother. Because at this point, it already mentioned that she looks like her grandmother. And... It had been? I don't think I'd... Again, I wouldn't pick something like that so early on. Yeah, well... She does realize that it is Grandma Pat falling, and sh- those are her arms that are supposed to be quote unquote catching. Yes, but let's back up because she figures this. She figures this out when they actually go and see Grandma Pat, and like we said, first they find out that Grandma Pat is going to have to come and live with them, and just utter mayhem breaks loose. Or as Gypsy says, there's a switch, and everyone who has a savvy in the household changes savvies. So Mama Savvy seems to kind of disappeared, which I think of it as more like she was perfect before, and now she's like extremely imperfect. Like she's literally a mess. So she's like tripping all the time. She's spilling all over herself. I mean, she later gets in a car accident. Like she's literally like the definition of like a mess just so clumsy so I feel like that to me is like the opposite of what being like perfect all the time would be so to me like it's still switched and then Samson now catches on fire like he literally like can light himself on fire I thought this was like a very cool savvy too and I think it's also a nice like opposite for him that before you know he would turn invisible whereas now he's like burning bright literally everyone's eyes are drawn to you like because he's literally on fire And then Tuck, the youngest Beaumont kid, who's only seven years old, can all of a sudden expand himself and turn into a giant, which maybe that meant that, like, when he gets a savvy, he was going to, like, turn little or something or some other sort of shape-shifting thing. And then, as we mentioned before, Gypsy is now able to freeze time, which... Side note, I do think that her new savvy, Gypsy's new savvy of freezing time, I think that this is the savvy that I would want. Like, I definitely think this is the coolest one, like, to be able to, like, freeze the world for a moment and just, like, have a moment to yourself or, like, also, like, if something bad were to happen, like, this is literally 
like the opposite of her original savvy. She could just, she was just an observer. Like she can't actually do anything. Whereas with her new savvy, if something bad is happening, she can literally stop time and change what is going to happen. She can literally change the future. So like it went from her being to like literally having no power to being like all powerful. So yes, I really liked this savvy. Yeah. Again, that's a great savvy. You would never be late anywhere. You just freeze time <laughs> and you walk. Be a lot of walking. Well, also, I mean, she can put things in motion. So I wonder, like, if you got into a car, like, you could make it go. I mean, then you definitely have no excuse not to be late. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't really get an explanation as to the switch. We just know that it somehow triggered around the time they find out Grandma Pat is coming to live with them. But that's all we know. And the characters don't know either. We're kind of all in the dark. And no one knows how long the Savvy's will be messed up. They called Nibs and Fish and Rocket and the other Savvy families, like Aunt Dinah and Ledge. No one else's Savvy's are messed up. It's just the four of them. And so, yeah, you like you said, the word switch and also kind of the Savvy's, they kind of feel like they're opposites of what the previous Savvy was. But, like, again, Mama kind of feels like she got shafted because she just lost her savvy. Well, of course, because she <laughs> she had, like, a very, like, simplistic... She Yeah, her savvy before savvy, was like, kind to of begin with because it was kind of just, like, perpetually on. But she didn't, like... She kind of, like... I mean, she definitely got the opposite of what her savvy was, but it just kind of feels like she just sucks. I mean, yeah, it's, again, if just like Gypsy went from having a sucky power to now having a great power, the mom kind of was the reverse. But at least Gypsy before had a power, like. Well, you know, it's not like a power, like, so, you do something, it, like, you know what I mean? Like, how, how some of the people have, like, more of what we think of, like, a superpower. Hers was, to me, more of, like, an aura. Like, she had a perfect aura, and now she has a messed up aura that's broken and falling apart. And ripping at the seams. Like, that's how I would imagine it as. I guess. I mean, it is also, like, a good opposite for hers because, like, like we said, her savvy is kind of just on always. Like, her savvy's always running. So now she's got, like, the opposite of, like, her savvy is, her disaster is always running. But, yeah, that's kind of tricky. Like, I don't know. We don't get an explanation. Hopefully we'll get one soon. Yeah, we don't get an explanation with the Switch of the Savvies, which I think maybe at the end we can go over, like, our mm -hmm. theories of what we think it is. But, yeah, so far we haven't gotten a real explanation. But, so, everyone except Papa from the Beaumont family, who, like, still lives at home, they go to Colorado to go get Grandma Pat. And Papa's going to come after when, after when they see Grandma and, like, meet them in a few days. And when they see Grandma Pat, this is when Gypsy again realizes that the vision she saw was not of herself, but of Grandma Pat falling off of the clock tower. Which again, like I kind of already said, I just thought it was kind of funny and just like weird that Gypsy didn't recognize her own grandmother, which I guess this is like the idea that like they really don't like this grandmother, they don't see her that often. So I guess, which like I can understand like when I was a kid, like not that I, like, hated distant relatives, but just you don't see them that often, so you might not know what they look like. So I guess that's what this is supposed to kind of portray. 
but I just thought that was funny. And then Charles mentioned before that, like, they have been described as looking alike, so it would then make sense that she could mistake it as herself when she's older. Yeah, so like you said, number one, super important is that Grandma Pat hates savvies, and she's so rude to them about their powers. And, like, all I could think of was, like, wow, sounds like she's kind of jealous. And, yeah, we get a lot of indications that Gypsy and Grandma, like, they have an uncanny likeness. So, one, they look the same. Gypsy's the only one to have curly hair like Grandma. They have the exact same birthday. They both like their favorite sandwich is a tuna sandwich, which truly sounds like the most vile thing in the world to me. But, like, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot... It does not sound appetizing. There's a lot that connects them. And Gypsy obviously hates that because her grandma sounds, like, a really annoying. But, like, and again, they're described as looking like each other. But there's definitely some sort of connection there. We just don't know exactly what it's going to be. But, yeah, I mean, they literally have the same birthday, like... Yeah, that's kind of weird. But anyway, Grandma Pat is really, really suffering from dementia at this point. Like, it's really bad. And she's been kind of getting taken care of by some of her neighbors, and mostly the neighbor's daughter named Nola, whom Gypsy is actually super jealous of because, one, Gypsy's old so-called friends stopped hanging out with her because she wasn't cool enough for them, And they, like, made fun of her for, like, being a baby and, like, not growing up because they're 13 years old and, like, you can't be a twirling fairy anymore, which is just false. But... That's literally my job. My full-time job is being a twirling fairy. And I'm significantly older than 13. And secondly, Nola is older and seems and appears to have a better relationship with Grandma Pat. So, obviously, this upsets Gypsy, especially since her and her grandma have so much in common and it feels like Grandma Pat doesn't even like her. But with all of this, a little bit later on, Gypsy, since Nola lives right across the street, they can see inside of her bedroom window and she literally sees her dancing around in her room in her pajamas pretending to sing into a microphone. Like, I don't know, after watching somebody do that, like, I don't know how you could be so worried about, like, looking uncool in front of them or, like, not being as cool as them when, like, she's literally doing the same thing that, like, Gypsy likes to do, like, twirl around, be literally being a twirling fairy, but I guess a rock star version. Like, I don't know, I just thought that was funny, but I, it's like the age gap thing. Yeah. I mean... That, anytime anyone sees someone from across the way in houses, it makes me think of that Taylor Swift music video where she does the signs. You belong with me? Yes. And I know she wasn't dancing across, but for him, me, like, that's all I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, I think in that music video, they were, like, next door neighbors. I don't think you'd be able to read signs from across the street, like, unless you wrote, like, a huge poster. Yeah, in the music then, video, like, the their, their windows are, like, seven feet apart. It's, like, next-door neighbors. I mean, that's kind of creepy, honestly. Like, just see right into somebody's window. Oh, terrifying. Also, because she's, like, so madly in love with him. Like, it's actually mad freaky, if you think about it. <laughs> I mean, romantic in a music video, but not if you're not with the person already. Don't take us back to Twilight when... <laughs> when even Charles, I feel like... Over time, we were able to condone Edward watching Bellasley. No, we weren't. That was only acceptable I think it was like, when she was a th- when she was being threatened. 
when they were not dating and he was just sitting in her room. I never... <laughs> just watching I never her. condoned that. That was freaking wild. I don't know. I just feel like that's people in the fandom are like, we just, we just overlook that small detail. Yeah. I mean, among... That was one of Edward's few character flaws. Was... Yeah, otherwise he was pretty... Uh, no. Oh. Like, the weird nobility of, like, <laughs> I won't make you into a vampire. Like, stupid. Stupid. <laughs> like... Oh, throwback to Twilight. Literally all of their problems in New Moon, Eclipse, and Breaking Dawn would have been solved if she'd been a vampire. But then what? Then there would have been no series. That's the whole point. As in any story, there has to be conflict. Yeah, and then we get stuck with a stupid name like Renesme. <sighs> okay, anyway. back to this story. Back to this story. Mama, so she goes out. There's a blizzard. She doesn't have her savvy. She's already been not driving well. <laughs> and so she gets in a car crash, which Gypsy foresaw. And then they lock Grandma up in her bedroom while Mama's out. But then Ma- Grandma climbs out of the window, and Nola sees that from across the road. So this whole time... So now Nola, Samson, Tuck, and Gypsy are going to drive to Denver to find Grandma. This whole time, Gypsy is worried about the secret information that she has, that Grandma Pat is either going to fall or jump from a clock tower, and she's the only person that knows that. So she's also, not only are they trying to find Grandma, and Papa's not there yet, Mama's been in a car crash, and no one else knows this information. (laughs) What a mess. I was going to say, did it feel weird to you? I feel like when Mama, when she gets up, to, like, take the car, like, it seems almost like it was her destiny. Like, she had to do it. Yes. Like, I don't know if you remember that, but, like, she's like, okay, I, like, I need to go. Like, I need to go out. Like, I don't know. It felt like almost, like, I don't know, like, The Sims. Like, you know, you just tell your person to go. Like, she doesn't know why she's leaving, but she's just got this premonition that she has to leave. It was, like, a plot device. <laughs> it was just very abrupt, so it felt almost like because well, also had because, that like, vision, it had to happen. Also because, like, Samson had been driving for them before because mama's driving had been bad since the savvy was gone i was like this feels like such a strong indicator that she shouldn't be driving like it feels like a plot device to get rid of her yeah i it felt very like it felt a little like abrupt and like unnatural so i just was wondering if you noticed that because two no, i mean i totally agreed yeah i like that description it was like the sims when you tell them yeah go to they the go bathroom, and they're like oh they just like, jump up okay. they just jump up and go it was just like all of a sudden she was like i have to leave and i was like what's going on i my, when i used to play the sims i would always try to get them to get engaged in the bathroom why i don't know but i wanted their love story to take place in the bathroom that's really weird i i don't know <laughs> like why would you admit that that's so weird <laughs> And random, but okay. <laughs> but it was also because I always use the black and white checkered tile for the bathroom. And I always like, because when they get engaged in the, and then they get married, they their outfits change to the black suit and the white dress. And I thought it was very Instantaneously? satisfying. To, in Sims 2, it happened pretty quickly. So you got engaged and then you would just get married right there. So you really wanted a bathroom wedding. I wanted their outfits to match the bathroom. <laughs> Okay, things that Charles wanted out of Sims. <laughs> anyway, 
back to the story. <laughs> so the kids are chasing after Grandma Pat, who literally climbed out of her window like a teenager. And while they're on their way, we'll also backtrack a little bit. Because Mama, you know, just abruptly, like, the Sims left with the their car. They didn't have a car. So, and, like, their assumption is Grandma Pat went on foot. She went on foot to go catch a bus. And so they go over to Nola's house. She's home alone to see if she has a car. And I guess one of her parents, like, is on a business trip, but they don't have their car with them. So they're, like, brand new Escalade or something, of course, is available. So she's like, we can take their car. It's an SUV. It's not an Escalade. <laughs> It was definitely, I feel like, described as some, like, fancy car that has, like, fancy leather seats. It's a brand new SUV. Okay. Yeah, a brand new car. So, let's say it's a Tesla. So, it's a brand new <laughs> Tesla. <laughs> I guess they didn't have I Teslas I rode in a then. Tesla for the first time a couple weeks ago. I've never been in one. I'm not that bougie. But, anyway. It was for work. So, they're now in the car, and while they're on their way, also, I they have, like, this whole interaction where, like, Nola is like yelling and like Samson sets himself on fire and then Gypsy has to like stop time because she's worried that she's gonna find out but whatever Nola finds out so on the way they explain like the whole savvy they just spill all the beans which I guess at this point like it's clear that it's obviously not that big a secret because as soon as one person like sees something they have to explain it all away so they spill the beans and Nola's one of Nola's reactions specifically to Gypsy's power i thought like really described her savvy really well so i just i pulled a quote so she says now instead of seeing someone else's past or future you get trapped in the present wow nola paused as she pondered the idea it's like you get a single lasting moment that's yours and yours alone that's pretty cool and i think that's just like a great way to describe gypsy switch and how her power now is like way better and like i hope it doesn't switch back and how you know this is the savvy that i would want to well, I hope Mama's savvy switches back because it sounds like she has no life skills because she's never needed any. And I mean, it makes her kind of cute, and like now Papa can like help take care of her. No, because I think, I mean, I think Samson. I think he's really like thriving with his new power too. And then like Tuck, obviously, we don't know, we don't know what his savvy was he's going to be. He's just excited to so. have an early savvy. Yeah, but I know what you mean. It would be nice if she switched back or, like, found some middle ground. Yeah, I also I just feel like part of it has to be, like, a growth thing for Gypsy to, like, realize she can't change the future. And that kind of makes me feel like she has to end up with her original savvy, which I agree is thumbs down. Gross. So, but, yes, it does kind of feel like they're switches at least have to do with their original savvies or like a guilty pleasure or like a secret like it feels like their switches are correlated they're not completely random but again we don't know and then to further complicate things so they get to denver and gypsy uses her time to her savvy to freeze time but there's a boy there Dell, and he's not affected he's in the time freeze with her and they go about doing things together and at first he thinks it was his power but then she shows him that it was her because pathetic, you know, silly man <laughs> thought that it was his power, but obviously, who run the world, girls. But, and then they're walking, and they even see two more people who are unaffected by the switch, so, like, that's interesting. Like, we need an explanation of that, too. Like, some people are immune to the savvy. Yeah, it's definitely really weird, because when she meets this boy, Dell, he describes how, like, he was able to stop time, like, 
a couple weeks ago and then a couple days ago, which these are all the instances that Gypsy stopped time, like, so far that we've been reading the book. Like, she's already stopped time a couple times. So it's crazy that, like, he thought that he did it just because he was unaffected. And, you know, since they also saw those, I think it was, like, two twin girls, like, up in a building, which also just seemed, like, super random to, like, add. So they obviously have to be of some importance. But, like, that wonder, you know, like, what would make people immune? Like, how many people are immune to Gypsy Savvy? Like, also, it can't just be, like, other people with Savvies because, like, her whole family is affected. Maybe it's, like... They're immune to the flare. They're munis. (laughs) Maybe it's, like, they... Well, I was going to say, I guess Dell is of age already. We don't know those other people she saw from a distance. But, like, maybe they also have, like minuscule savvies within them too and they just don't know how to access them but it's just really interesting definitely to think about and like i hope we're gonna get an answer by the end but i think we will at this point though so gypsy dell samson nola tuck and a random kit kitten that tuck accidentally grabbed all get together and they're still trying to find grandma pat And Gypsy still has not told them about her vision with the clock tower. And that's pretty much where we got to. So we're still on a ending kind of on a cliffhanger, just waiting to see if they're going to save Grandma Pat's life. Maybe she'll, um, my prediction is that she's going to get a savvy when she jumps out the window and she'll be able to fly. Okay. I definitely don't think that. I'm kidding. I don't think that either. But. I think that, well, since, based on what we've seen so far in the sense of that Gypsy can't change her visions, I think the Grandma Pat is going to fall, but I think it's going to be, like, one of those blow-up things, like, parachutes that, like, the firefighters have, like, to catch Mm -hmm. her, which is why she jumps. Like, I don't know. But, like, something like that, like, they'll be able to get help so that she won't die, because obviously Gypsy did not see her dying. She just saw her falling. Also, that would be a really dark way to end this series that has been pretty upbeat the whole time. (laughs) Yes. So I feel like it's going to be something like that. Also, the last thing we want to talk about is, you know, if we have any theories as to why their savvies have switched. And I can go right into mine. Yeah, because I don't have one. So. And, well, I was just thinking as we've been talking about it of something that maybe could be a possibility. So based on the facts that we have so far. What we know is the only people who have been affected are the people who are in the Beaumont family when they heard the news that Grandma Pat was going to have to live with them. And Grandma Pat has dementia. So I'm thinking maybe Grandma Pat does have a savvy or she has a hidden savvy that she's like hidden away and that's why like she hates savvies or like maybe... Something like that. I feel like she has to have be related to savvies in some way because we know that families have savvies. So maybe she had like, because also something that we haven't really discussed is in all of these families, it's one parent has a savvy and one doesn't, but all the children seem to get a savvy. But I wonder if there's like an instance where you could have like the recessive genes, like if you're thinking of biology, where you don't actually get a savvy as a child. And like, maybe that's Grandma Pat. Maybe she either had a savvy and lost it or didn't have one, something like that. And somehow now, because she has dementia and she's, like, losing her memory and her mind, that's what switched their savvies. And because she has to go live with them, 
Or maybe it's like intentional that she's switching their salaries. I feel like it, it all has to come down to Grandma Pat. I feel like she is doing something, whether it's intentional or it just is happening and she has no idea. I definitely agree with that because it's also like correlated to them finding out that she has to come live with them. Because if you remember, the mom starts being clumsy immediately when the phone call comes in that Grandma Pat is yeah. coming to stay with them. But the kids, their savvies aren't affected because they don't know. This kid's savvies blow up when they find out. But, like, the mom starts dropping, like, she, like, burns dinner the day they get the first phone yeah. call. Yeah. So it has to do with, like, the knowledge of Grandma Pat coming to stay with them. Yeah, so I'm very curious to see how that, that turns out. Well, I think that that leaves us in a good place. Also, I just, ooh, I want to know, how do these people immune to Gypsy's power? Like, what does that have to do? Like, we have so they many... They were exposed to the flare as children, and now they have antibodies. <laughs> But, yeah, I think, which is also just, again, another reason why I feel like I was just way more invested in this book than I was the they last one. They got that savvy vax. First of all, we didn't have annoying Sarah Jane just talking up a storm, being so annoying and just. She was so annoying. She was And horrible. she let him on. At the end, she's like, I'm going to kiss you. Just kidding. Yeah, I just, she kind of ruined the book, honestly. So we didn't have a super annoying character like that. And I do just think, like, this story is way more interesting because, again, the last book was really, like, just... It was about Ledge, about Ledger scumbling his savvy, whereas this one, I feel like we're back to, like, being about the whole... Like, a, a whole bunch of people are being affected. It's also nice to see more savvies than one in play. I mean, I guess we had that in the last book, too, but Marisol and Mesquite were so freaking annoying. See, annoying characters. And the, bugs, and, and the bug savvy was so off-putting that I was like, Autry's savvy doesn't count. <laughs> That's true, too. And also, I think, because, again, we're revisiting the family that we had in the first book, which, even though we didn't follow these specific characters, because the only character from this who was with them was Samson, but he was obviously a child. He was only seven at the time. But I think, like, I just feel more connected. Like, this is, like, the Cullens, and the last one was about um, the people up in Canada. What what is What are their cousins' names? The Denali sisters. The Denali's. The second book was about the Denali's, and the first and third book were about the Cullens. And obviously, we want to hear about the Cullens. Like, they're just more interesting. There's more of them. Because also in the last book, like, Ledge was the only one who had a savvy. Like, his younger sister, Fedora, which I will give her, she had the best name of the whole series. <laughs> she also, she was hysterical with her safety notices. And her helmet. She... <laughs> she did not have a savvy. So, like, yes, she was a funny character. She has a funny name. But, like, we weren't connected with her because we were really, like, we had one main character. Sure. Whereas these books is just more main characters, I feel like, to follow. I t- I agree. I am I mean, I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm really glad that we've not been let down so far. So I'm hoping that continues. Which I feel like is a perfect place to end. Yep. So next week we will be reading the second half of Switch. So if you want to read along, you can finish the book for next week. And then we will have actually finished the entire trilogy. So with that, we can go ahead and reveal our next series, which we will be moving on to the Matched series by Ali Condi. And we will be reading Matched, the first half of the first book. So if you want to get your hands on a copy of that, if you want to read along, go ahead and do that. Yeah. We both had heard of the Match series. I don't think either of us has read it before, but it... I've definitely read, like... I think I've read the first half of the first book. Like, I definitely never finished it. Gotcha. Well, 
But we both kind of had it like on the back of our list, but because neither of us like had a strong connection, it wasn't on our list. And then actually a listener wrote to us and was like, I hope you cover matched. And we were like, oh my good, we should. So I'm really excited that we're going to read it because I remember those book covers so distinctly in my middle school library, but I never read them. Yeah, I think it'll be pretty good. Hopefully. Or it'll be really trash and that's okay. That's okay because it still will give you an entertaining show to listen to. I honestly, I feel like the episodes where we rip the books apart are probably the more entertaining ones anyway. Probably. I mean, we were, you know, like, I was just thinking, like, Maze Runner, first two books, we were like, oh, yeah, so meta, so deep. Book three, we were like, nope, trash, dump it in the trash. Yeah, I still can't believe we read Maze Runner and, like, finished it. I feel like I just am still, like, not recovered to, like, everything that happened. Like, that was awful. But not as bad as Inkheart. Not as bad. Nothing was as bad as Inkheart or the last Divergent book. Yeah. Anyway, let's wrap it up. If you have predictions, theories, questions, or anything, or book recommendations, now you have proof that we take them. Remember, you can stay in touch with us on the Nerd Party website. Just go to nerdparty.com slash contact, select direct paperback. That'll send us an email. Or you can get in touch with our network at large, on Twitter, at JoyNerdParty, or Instagram, at TheNerdParty, or Facebook.com slash NerdParty. And to find me, I'm on Instagram, at Seashells, at C-S-C-H-E-L-S. And I'm at AsiaBoney on TikTok, and at Asia.Boney on Instagram. If you enjoyed this, make sure that you rate and review the podcast, and share it with your friends. And of course, check out the other podcasts on the Nerd Party Network. But make sure you're subscribed, so you don't miss us next week. Yeah, hit that subscribe button. Have a good one. We will see you next week. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.